Hi, I'm Beth Accomando, your resident cinema junkie here at the third annual Scare LA convention. The convention has moved to the Pasadena Convention Center because it's grown exponentially over the past three years. The convention is geared to Halloween and home haunting, so everything you could possibly want to find for your own home haunt can be found here. This is like the Comic-Con for home haunting, so you can find everything you could possibly want for your home haunt. Everything from masks and costumes, to fog effects, and even scented fog effects to make sure that your haunted house smells exactly the way you want it to. Plus, the convention has a lot of panels and how-to seminars, so you can learn how to do scary clown makeup or how to carve a tombstone out of styrofoam. There's also a whole section devoted to haunts, and there are these mini haunts that give you a taste of what some of these huge haunts will offer during the Halloween season. This year I attended the Extreme Haunt panel that featured McKamey Manor, Gates of Hell's Victim Experience, and Blackout. I'm always fascinated by what makes people want to go to these extreme haunts, and what was great about this panel was that each of the haunts brought along one of their victims. And so it was interesting to hear what these people had to say about the experiences and about why they wanted to attend. So here's the audio of the entire hour of the Extreme Haunt panel at Scare LA. Today we bring these sultans of sadism together once again, but this time we're including their victims who will share their own stories and confront their own fears. Please welcome to the stage from Freakling Brothers, JT Mulder and their victim, Anna Kaplan. From Blackout, Josh Rimmel.
young lady on the right is from the 2013 off-season here in Los Angeles, which we were just discussing uh, backstage um, as being uh, an invitation-only off-season that we did here. All right. And I think we have a video. Roll, roll that beautiful footage to life. The victim experience is um, an experience that victims go through. Fantastic. Next, here we go. Let's, you know what? That's all you're going to get. So let's, let's take someone. We have video, I think, next. Steve and Ryan, and they're out there, Steve and Ryan, you guys are there. 
and they're, they're, they're a part of the acting team now, but that's when they're not so tough. That's when they were crying like little babies right there. So, because you have to go through it to be an actor. And uh, yeah, they'll tell you all about that. So now, what, what is the latest morning told? How long is the McCamey Manor experience? All right, it takes eight hours to get through. Only two people go in at a time. But nobody has survived it. And as you all know, that we get the tough groups in there. We get the, the big tattooed biker guys like these guys. We get the Navy SEALs. We get the Marines, law enforcement. And none have made it yet. And there's no quitting. Once you're inside, there's no quitting. There's no getting out. The only way to stop it is if you physically or mentally break down to a point to where it's dangerous and I have to bring you out. As you all know, there's no safe word. Don't come. Don't do it. <laughs> All right then. I believe we have video next. I don't care. I'm here to hurt you. Small kids. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Oh no! I can't do it. 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 I can't do it.
And we're going to be very careful how we talk about these things because they're very secretive, as you'll find out. And that's part of the appeal and the allure is people want to know what really is going on behind these closed doors. And really, in, in the cases of all our guys, you got to come and find out yourselves. Oh, yeah. So those are my knees after uh, victim experience. Well, I did victim experience. I went to Vegas, did victim experience, came back, did blackout, and there was a, like it was the elements, blackout elements. I don't know if anybody did that, but there's a lot of crawling. And so those are my knees after doing that. Thank um, God. Yeah. Blackout. Sure you were crawling. That was, <laughs> that was a little combination of both blackout and victim experience. Um, and then, uh, oh yeah, uh, in the middle is after victim experience. The best part about that is, after we did victim experience, I went with uh, three friends. Uh, we got into a really bad car crash, like leaving. Nobody was hurt, everyone was okay, you don't have to go off. Um, but we left the car, like, so we crashed the car and then we got out and we were like, huh, well, all right, that just happened. We were so calm, so calm. It was nothing because we had just done victim experience. Also, it's great when the police showed up. It's recovered in fake blood and dirt. <laughs> Looking at us like... They've got like 80 ambulances showing up. <laughs> yeah. But we were fine. Um, and then that was after blackout. <laughs> the last Over there. Over there. So yeah. anyway, We won't talk about blackout. First rule about blackout, we don't talk about blackout. <laughs> we have Russell with us. <laughs> about your twisted self, Russell. Um, hello. Um, I have done blackout 19 times total. You didn't know that? <laughs> I didn't have a specific note. Yeah, well, he's done it more than Josh. That's impressive. Uh, 19 times total. I've been very lucky in doing it in multiple states. I've traveled to New York a couple of times and done shows there. I've done uh, off-seasons. I've done one of the many elusive and mysterious in my only shows uh, in 2014. Um, uh, I discovered it in 2012 and it spoke to me. And um, for victim experience, uh, I, correct me if I'm wrong about any of this, uh, I'm the second person ever to do victim experience. Uh, and actually the first person, Omar Hansen, is in the crowd team today. Um, and the way I discovered victim experience was Omar called me and said, um, get to Vegas on this day, you have a ticket. And I certainly was familiar with JT's work, um, and that's when I started investigating, I was very nervous, but I'm very glad that I did. Um, and I went back and I also, I don't know how many people have done victim twice and never called safety, and I have actually done that, so. Nobody's done that, Russell, except for you. Are you serious? <laughs> Uh, that was after my very first time. 
and uh, with Omar, who had done the very first time. And that's actually one of the rare me screaming in the overexposed photo. I don't think you do that anymore. You take pictures. I don't think you do. But that was inside uh, inside victim experience about seven minutes after the absolute worst experience of my life. <laughs> Thank you, good night. <laughs> Tao! Dude, there's like restaurants and stuff. So, what in the hell are we looking at here? We kind of know, but we want to know what you're thinking. <laughs> this was actually, I consider this to be a break. So these are cockroaches. Um, and they're crawling all over my face and in my mouth. Um, and truly, this was the most comfortable part of the experience. <laughs> You're in a coffin and it's cozy. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. Nice. It was nice. And then there's this. Yeah, so this is interesting because a lot of these photos are the first time I've actually seen them. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> what, no, this is interesting. What, what emotions, what, what kind of thoughts are going through your mind right now? Well, the one on the top left, I, almost, I thought it was somebody else, actually. Um, it's kind of hard to recognize yourself when you look like that. Because that's not my day-to-day -day, uh, <laughs> appearance. Um, but the other two are. You totally The other two I totally look like all the time. I'm against showers. I like to be Medusa. <laughs> so you're a haunter. That's fantastic. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We call that cosplay. Okay, so let's talk to the proprietors a little bit. Why the need? Why the need to go up and beyond the norm of a haunted attraction or a scary experience and really push people to their limits and, in most cases, well beyond? Um. A few years ago, we opened uh, Gates of Hell, which was uh, as far as we thought we could go. There was touching involved, and um, uh, it was rated R, so there was profanity and these type of things. And I know that when I was a kid, I was never interested in watching PG horror films. Um, I feel like the genre itself, artistically, um, kind of loses its integrity if it's not pushed to the limit. Um, so I feel that way with, with Haunts as well. The only reason we hadn't gone further is because I didn't think I was legally allowed. So, uh, I realized that there were a few people out there doing extreme haunts, I'd never been to one, and I sat down with my dad, uh, and we, we started talking about ideas, and, and we, we'd heard a lot of the hype um, for the, the very few. Um, Blackout, by far the most popular, and I think the first. Um, we just, we read descriptions, and, and I, it was very important to me we didn't go to, to one of those, <laughs> because I didn't want to, I didn't want to uh, be too derivative. Um, I wanted us to do our own thing, but um, we we just did it, and we went all the way. And artistically, for us, because we, we do consider this art and performance art, uh, we really the only point is to push the boundary and to create something um, to give all of you uh, who have been totally desensitized uh, something that can still <laughs> scare you. Uh, and that was, that was the excitement for us when it came to developing the victim experience. And some people don't think it's right, and people are upset that we're doing it, and we get hate mail all the time. And for me, I, I say, <laughs> like, fuck you, because basically... <laughs> you just said the F word. Ba 
basically, we, our, our experience, our, our, our performance art is for whoever wants to, to purchase it, whoever wants to show up and enjoy it and experience it. And um, we don't push anybody to do the victim experience. And it's definitely not a money-making uh, endeavor. In fact, we usually lose money on victim um, or barely break even. We do it for the love, and we do it because it inspires a reaction. Uh, and our other haunts are, are there's a balance of the two. There's a commercial element, we want to make some profit, and then there's an artistic element. But with Victim, it's, it's just, it's every, everything I've ever wanted to create um, that's nightmarish, and, and everything I've ever wanted to throw at people who can handle it. And what, what I realized um, is the great satisfaction for me, um, and I, I'm not sure if the two of you feel the same way, but I'm sure you do, but after our first season, I, didn't re I thought we were gonna be creating nightmares and actually possibly psychologically damaging people to a certain extent, but I was okay with doing that if people wanted to experience it. If, if you came and said, I wanna be damaged. But what I didn't realize till um, after our first season was that um, I think the type of people who were signing up for it um, were highly intelligent, um, very adventurous, uh, very curious, and, um, and and we just had this kind of cream of the crop element that would come and go through these experiences. And, and one thing I never expected was afterwards people would come out, Russell being one of them, um, and the first thing they would say was thank you and give me a hug. And we ended up bonding, being personal friends with a number of our, of our initial victims from the first season. And we got letters that would say, I don't have to climb Everest, I've, I've done the victim experience. I feel a, a renewed sense of self, um, things feel easier now. I mean, <laughs> we're not in the business of, of, of uh, we're not therapists, but um, if, if we can offer you, something- You keep therapists in business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we can offer, so it, was, it was the little gem, it was kind of a reward at the end of the season because I realized that all of our haters, all of the critics who don't like what we do, um, you know, I, I started not listening to them anymore because I realized that the people who chose to come were mentally ready, mentally apt, We put them through a very extreme kind of preparation. Uh, we don't want anybody going into the victim experience who doesn't really, really want to. It's kind of like when you tell somebody, don't try acid unless you're really ready to. Yeah. Right? <laughs> because if you're not an adventurous person who wants to try acid, you're probably gonna freak out and jump off a cliff or something. So the same thing with victim experience. You can grow, you can challenge yourself, you can expand um, by experiencing this type of thing in all three of our attractions, I believe. If you're willing to do it, you wanna do it, it's something that's, that, that you need. So that's for me the most rewarding thing about doing this show, um, aside from just terrorizing people. Josh, why? <laughs> well, I, I think the most interesting thing for Chris and I, and uh, for those of you that don't know my business partner is Chris. We create the show together. He's currently in New York right now uh, getting ready for something else that I can't really talk about. Um, but the biggest thing for us is that we didn't come from the haunted house community. We never really came from the horror community. We came from a theatrical background. Chris and I have been working together for about 10 years uh, doing you know, really weird uh, avant-garde productions of classical shows and Shakespeare and Chekhov. So for us, it actually grew from really strong desire to connect with our audience in a different way. Um, and it was really more purely theatrical, and it wasn't until we hit probably like trans world, I think in 2011, before we kind of realized what effect Blackout was having within the haunted house community. 
Um, and then once that happens, you know, I think we sort of picked up the torch a little bit and ran with it. But for us, the, the, the desire was always to create a connection with your audience. And theatrically, uh, you know, generally speaking, most everything you do from a theatrical perspective is to take care of your audience. You know, you want to make sure that everybody sees, uh, everybody can hear everything, everybody has a good image of what's happening on the stage. Um, and Blackout, you know, potentially in a, you know, stubborn teenager kind of way, was just really a, um, a response to that and sort of saying, well, what happens if we don't take care of the audience? What happens if the uh, point of the show is to come in and say, no, uh, you know, JT already threw it out, so, you know, no, fuck you, audience. Um, you know, this is, this is our show, um, and you're gonna see it the way we want you to see it, and you're gonna do exactly what we want you to do. Um, and sort of as JT was saying, all of a sudden, the responses to that, I think it was just a very unique thing that people were doing within that community. Uh, and we started in 2009, in the middle of the summer, so uh, just a lot of people kind of jumped on it. Uh, and as JT was saying, the responses were um, really emotional. And uh, it was very clear that we were having an effect on the audience. It was very clear we were sort of filling a void that hadn't been there before. Um, and so, you know, we just kind of went with it. Russ. <laughs> okay, well. Same thing for, with us too. And you know, we tried to keep it underground for a long time because we've been doing this for several years. And then I guess a viral, I guess a video went viral. And you're that's you're not underground anymore. I know, I know. Which has caused a lot of problems for me. Because Art Lahan was just a total labor of love, a little mom and pop thing that we do with, you know, a few people. It's not for money. It's, um, we put on, you know, it's a big, budget show, but we don't charge a penny, you know, cost of admission is four cans of dog food or a bag of dog food that we donate to rescue society, so that's the price you get in. But, you know, it's all about putting on the craziest, awesome show that we can and really to entertain the folks and make it a very cinematic adventure for them, something that they're not going to forget. Sometimes I want them to forget, some people don't want to forget about it. But, you know, we, we never want to hurt anybody psychologically or physically. That's why before you come into the haunt, you can't just walk up. You gotta be selected. There's thousands on the waiting list. You gotta go through a huge screening process. You gotta be selected by me, you gotta be videoed. You gotta have a letter from your doctor and your psychologist saying that you're okay to go through it. They gotta watch the video and write off on it, sign off that, yeah, you're okay. You, get, you have to have a background check to get in. So there's a lot of things going on. And we have to do that because we have a lot of crazy loons out there that want to you know, cause us a lot of damage. In fact, the reason why Carol's not here today is because we had threats against our home and our dogs if we both came to Scare LA, they were gonna do something to the home today. And we get that all the time, death threats. You know, we were, we were going to be uh, moving the hunt to Illinois. We started to move in, and they shot the windows out. They were praying in front of the building to keep us out. They were threatening to burn it down, bricks through the window, shooting up the cars, the owners. This is the kind of stuff that I go through on a daily basis, and it's insane when we're just the nicest bunch of people you'd ever want to be. We're just trying to entertain you guys. It's all smoke and mirrors to a degree. It's smoke and mirrors, but it's absolutely real at the same time. But it's still entertainment, and that's my goal. I'm just trying to entertain and 
give you an experience that you've never experienced anywhere before, and hopefully you're gonna go back years from now thinking that was the best thing we ever did. You'll be that, you know, we'll be that haunt when the kids ask, hey mom, this haunt's really cool that I just went to. Let me tell you about a haunt that was really cool. I want to be that guy, and I'm sure these folks up here do as well. It's just all about entertaining, and uh, and we love it. Can I add something? Show for Yeah, I just, I, I also, I think one of the challenges for for us, me and my dad, um, I'm sure you've gone through it as well, is finding a way to to not protect the audience, like you were saying, um, and create something that's not fun. Um, and it's extremely challenging. It's a totally different experience than a haunted house where it's fun and scary. This isn't fun. Um, but doing that and also protecting the audience on a base level. So, um, like bungee jumping. I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna experience everything there is up into the point where you hit the ground. So we, we have to make sure that, that, and one of our main goals always is safety um, and making sure that we can create a safe environment where you might get banged up a bit. You might um, you might feel like you could die, uh, but you won't. And and we're not going to make you ill. We're not going to make you sick. We're not going to break a bone. We're not going to do anything like that because we can't and we don't want to. Um, we want you to get out of there and, and be able to recover that night. Um, so so that's that's one of the main challenges for us, I think. And and I know I think we ended up. I know we're a fairly physical show, and there are differences between all of our shows as to what the physicality entails. Um, but for me, it's always been, I feel like we, there's no place for the push. We have to find different things each year to do um, that are equally as safe and as terrifying. But we can't push any further, and I think that's what I, I, has been inspiring me the most about this, and has been the most satisfying. And I feel like we found the line. Like, I don't think we could go any further without, you know, uh, do, not feeling right about it. So, anyway. I was gonna say, I, I kind of agree that, you know, we've been doing this for 14 years, and no one's ever been hurt. Uh, we've never had a lawsuit against us because we're so specific on covering ourselves with how we can back things up because everybody is filmed every second of the, of the tour, so it's really hard to come back and say something. So yeah, safety is always paramount with us as well, like everybody up here. Even though it looks dangerous, and it is dangerous, we are kind of threading that line a little bit. That's why, you know, I'm there every second of the tour to make sure that guys like Tal here are actually okay, even though they think they're not. That might makes us feel so much better. Isn't it though? <laughs> I'm your friend. Who's your buddy? Me. It's Uncle Russ. Yeah. Um, so you know, we throw the we throw the word the term haunt out very freely, especially here at Scareplay, which is the the Halloween and horror convention. Um, I'm going to ask the victims, and then I will ask the proprietors. Um, are these experiences are they haunts, or is that is that a, a, a mislabel? No. Um, I actually prefer to use the term extreme horror simulations. To me, a haunt is something that might have supernatural elements, or you know, it's it's the maze dynamic. To me. These are things that your neighbor could do to you. There's no supernatural in it. It plays with the mind, but is all reality-based. So to me, they're, they're simulations that involve elements of horror, something you might see in a film. So to me, the word haunt is misleading, even though it's the coined term, so it's the most easiest to 
refer to, but to me the haunt doesn't really do it justice. Anna? Yeah. When you think about haunts, you're thinking about like, you know, popcorn and pumpkins and, and fun Halloween costumes, which, I mean, I don't know, what is a haunt? You know, can we describe a haunt as just all of the, the things we love about horror in a room? I, I guess it just kind of de depends on the person. It, I think it is better to describe it as a horror simulation because really what it is is to give you the feeling, the idea of you are kidnapped and this is what it feels like, but you still have a safety net to fall back on. Yeah. Russell. Um, the, I agree, it's more like an extreme haunt simulation or horror simulation. Uh, I think the term immersive theater is really thrown around a lot these days. It's sort of the buzzword in the theater community. And I see, the very first time I ever went through Blackout, I have a theatrical background. I've worked in haunts at various points in my life. And I immediately saw the theatricality and at points, the absolute beauty that is inside Blackout. And so I, I think it's actually a disservice to Blackout to call it a haunt to some degree, because I think it's something much more elegant and beautiful than that, period. And it, it may sound weird that I'm waxing poetic about this extreme experience. For me, it's more of a psychological extreme experience than physical sometimes. Um, when I went through victim experience, I absolutely saw the haunt roots. But to me, you can't classify it as a haunt because it's more of a role-playing scenario. Uh, whatever kind of role-play you normally do. <laughs> <laughs> no comments. <laughs> but, it, but you see the haunt, the, actually the very first time I went through this role-play. Absolutely, absolutely, 100%. Yeah, and, um, and, and you are a very, very, very active participant in those scenes. And that is, dare I say, the fun part of it. Yeah, I actually, I want to add, I think when you're going through a normal haunt, normal haunt, it's more of like you're viewing the horror film, you're, you're watching another movie, but when you're doing these extreme haunts, more immersive, it's you're a part of it. And that's a completely different experience than you would ever get from anything else, just walking through, watch, ah, ha, ha, you got cut up. What if you're about to get cut up? It's a completely different experience. I've never been cut up inside and, one of those things. And also, uh, piggybacking on what you said earlier about, like, your, I, I hate to use the word standard, but, but what most people think of as haunt, um, after my first time through Victim, somebody asked me to describe it, and I said, imagine the haunt you're used to, whether it be something like, you know, what Universal does or not does. Imagine you went into one of those haunts, except you went into it all by yourself, and those characters were real. And those characters had your permission to take you out violently. They could touch you, they could tackle you, they could do anything they wanted to, and you signed on for this. But the best but part it feels about it, real. Though, it feels real, but the best part about it, though, is you have the permission to say, stop. Yes. For the most part. Which I feel is very, very important. I think it's very important. From a psychological aspect, I yeah. think it's important. Yeah. Russell's the perfect... Uh, that he's like the ideal victim. He really is because Russell. <laughs> no, 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 no. Russell's the ideal victim because we have. I mean, we have a mutual trust, right? Now, um, to an extent. I have trusted this man 
his crew with my wife. Period. The, the beauty of Russell is that I think in a lot of a lot of our victims are, are similar, um, but but Russell just kind of epitomizes the, the, the perfection of the the audience. And the reason is no, the reason is because Russell not only is up for the challenge, and he wants to make it, and he enjoys it. Like it's a thrill, but it's also frightening. But he he also um, he also appreciates the art behind all of it. And, and he's not just coming out. I mean, there's nothing worse, and we really don't get these with victim, but I expected more people coming out and saying, oh, fuck yeah, 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 you got beat up, or I got, like, it, it's just not, it's not, it's not that. Like, this is supposed to be um, immersive, artistic, unique, and it's not for everybody, but Russell really, I mean, you get, <laughs> he gets the metaphor, he gets why we're doing certain things in certain spots, he really does, and when you talk about uh, an extreme harm like this, um, some people laugh, but it's the way we feel, and that's why I, I just I want to check out Blackout because I know it is theater, you know, and I think that's great. And ours isn't nearly as cerebral, I don't think, um, but uh, but it's definitely supposed to be a, a certain type of performance art. Um, it's only for certain people. Talis kind of interesting because he's actually a psych major and he sees folks, and he was doing his thesis right at the time. Uh, yeah, I'm working on my doctoral dissertation. And he was so wigged out by what happened that it took us a long time to bring him back to say like, no, we, you should keep on going with what you're doing because he wanted out of what you were, you know, as far as all your, your the work you're putting in. And I don't know, it's, uh, it was interesting because we never had someone with a, the psych background before. And I think it kind of affected you, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> Still? Still. So let, let me just jump in. We could talk all afternoon about this stuff, but our hour is burning very quickly here. Um, rapid fire for the proprietors. Russ, haunt, not a haunt? Yes. Both. Yes. God because, damn it, Russ. Because we have so many bells and whistles in there besides all the interactive stuff. So yeah, it's a haunt. It's everything. It's everything. Is that real vomit? Oh yeah, yeah. You will be, you will be, yeah, vomiting on yeah, each other, and, and you'll be, and, and I'm very clean, so you yeah. will clean it up yourself as well. Yeah. And you, well, you'll make them eat it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, you'll eat your vomit. Yes. Yeah, yeah, So, gates of hell aside, victim experience. Hunt, not a hunt. Not a hunt. Absolutely not. Okay. Blackout. It comes around in October. Hunt, not a hunt. At Blackout, the go-to phrase is an immersive horror experience. That said, hell yeah, it's a new form of a haunted house. Okay, right on. So what I want to do is, if I could bring the house lights up a little bit, I know that you guys have some questions to ask victims and or proprietors, so we will get to some of those questions. Right here in the middle, we got a microphone coming down. I always jump on them before, before they're ready for the microphones because I'm sick. Twisted that way, but I'm not going to eat cockroaches. <laughs> They're not that bad. <laughs> Compared to what? Hi guys, thanks for doing this. You guys, first of all, I'm, I must say that it takes a lot. Probably takes a lot out of you guys to uh, put this together. And I want to ask, what's like, is there any room for improvement? Like, how do you guys keep on one-upping yourself? 
I'll start. Um, it's, for us, it's not really about one upping ourselves. I think JT kind of nailed it. Um, I think we've reached limits for every single show. Um, and so for us, it's about kind of uh, approaching each new experience and each new project with a new set of rules and with a new goal in mind. Uh, in six years, I think we've produced over 18 different experiences. Some have been in hotel rooms, some have been in cargo vans, some have been in warehouses, some have been in you know theaters and, and just numerous other places. So for us, the rules change every single game. And I think most of the participants can tell you going through one show doesn't necessarily prepare you for what's going to happen when you go into the next show because we're genuinely trying to do something different at that point. Uh, for us, I, I've just touched the tip of the iceberg. I've got so much more to do. If you think it's crazy now, you have no idea. What's Lots more vomit. You have no idea. No. It's, so yeah, we're, we're going to continue on. And um, it's a challenge, but that's what keeps me going. That keeps me revved up. I love pushing it more and more and more. So it's, yeah, pay attention. I think I'm actually scared. Like, I don't, I don't think I can do it. I think it's the vomit thing that I have a phobia. Um, he did look away, but I did. Like, <laughs> it's like, put something in my mouth and it's over with. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I kind of already Let said it. Let it go. Don't even go. <laughs> That's another Say it all the right things today. Um, yeah, no, I, I feel, uh, I feel, you know, like, like, like I said before, we've, we found our limit, um, we found our boundaries. I wouldn't feel right going like further in, in the direction. We had a discussion last year and decided every year we would do something equally as, as terrifying but different. So that's the challenge each year. That's the biggest challenge for, for us. We have kind of, th we have kind of three set pieces within the show, um, like tent pole items that kind of are, are the, the spots that get people. And it depends what kind of person you are, but those three spots now that we have in there always get, whenever people tap out, it's in one of those spots. So each year we try and replace one of those spots or maybe two of those spots with something equally as offensive um, uh, and equally as, as, uh, as terrifying. I'll, uh, I just want to interject really quickly. This was the first time in six years this year, uh, one of the shows we did this year, uh, was the first time in six years that Chris and I walked out of that experience and, and genuinely looked at each other and went, that was too much. All right, another question? Yeah, I wish it would come. Right, right over here. Okay, here we go. Can you hear me from here? Should I just shout? Oh. Nope, we got it right there. Okay, so my question is for the gentleman from the victim, and it's actually for everyone. But you earlier you said no, you, yeah. you had said that he is a perfect victim. What constitutes a perfect victim, or to complete your Ask Bill as for all of you? He completes me. Too soon. It's so sentimental. Um, no, that was funny. That was funny. Um, I, uh, I, I guess maybe I articulated that improperly, but. From my perspective, as a as a creator, um, he's the perfect audience. Um, he's the audience, the type of audience I enjoy the most because he just really gets it. He gets it, and most of our victims do because they they, they don't come unless unless they're up for it. Like I said, but um, but Russ, Russell really gets it, and um, and it's just it's nice. It's nice to be appreciated and and to have people come and actually you create something for a certain fan base. Listen, 
Every single thing that happens at victim experience, I test on myself. Uh, me and my father go through everything. Like we make sure that it's okay. Like we do it, we have to. We're not gonna inflict anything upon somebody else that we haven't done ourselves. However, I would not pay to go through a victim experience. I would not be the perfect victim. I wouldn't. Love horror, um, but I'm not, I don't know. I don't know if I, if I would pay to do it, but there are people out there who wanna go that far and I wanna give it to them. And, and so when we do it, if we have people who come and don't appreciate it and get angry, which is very rare, um, that's kind of the, 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 it's the antithesis of, of Russell. So that's, that was my point with that. Can I jump in for one? Yeah, more? yeah. Um, in preparation for this panel, uh, I went back and uh, because uh, Omar and I were on the very first night of Victim Experience, you had asked, like, give me feedback, get in touch. And I went back and I read, I wrote you, I think, two emails the week afterwards uh, and one way, I look at this, and I even wrote it in scarily bio for myself, uh, like, this is psychological exploration for me. Like, th this is not me just trying to look for a thrill, uh, be scared, it it's more than that. And that's why I responded so heavily to the victim experience, is, yes, it's frightening, yes, it's theater, yes, it's an exploration, but, and I wrote JT a couple of days later, and I said, thank you for that exploration. And actually, in my very first, like, it wasn't the physical stuff that got me. It, it was the psychology behind what was going on in the scenes. And that's what works best for me. And, and, and I will say it about Blackout as well. Uh, you know, I, I'm one of those people that's been lucky enough in Blackout, and you read about it online, of some people go through Blackout and have very negative experiences. Some people, some people go through Blackout and have moments of absolute revelation and clarity and I think I've had two that... I'm sorry. Uh, two that absolutely changed my life. And, you know, one of them happened in New York last year. And um, I can't explain exactly what happened, but I was in a very intense situation inside Blackout. And they know me well enough to know sort of my triggers. And they did an extremely aggressive physical scene with me and in the middle of it, they asked me something. And the answer that came out of my mouth stunned me. And I revealed something about myself that both was, was sort of like a moment of absolute devastation and absolute joy at the same time. I, I, and I was like, I don't know if you're aware that that moment happened. But, but the show got very awkward for about 15 seconds. It does that. <laughs> so and I think you were. I think you thought I because I know you were in the room at the time among other cast members. But um, I know. I know what you're talking about. I, I, it was one of those like, I, wait, I just said that. Holy crap! Now what do you want me to do? What? And it, and it just, I had to pause for a moment. But that's the psychological aspect of exploration. It's like, holy crap, they just showed that about myself? That was something I was not aware of? And this weird, twisted, dark theater piece brings that out of me. And, and I had the same thing with the victim experience. Like, like I, you know, th there was actually the most terrifying thing for victim experience for me, and I, I told JT this a few days after I did it the first time. There's a quiet moment. There is this beautiful, quiet moment <laughs> in victim experience. And I wrote him later and I said, uh, you need to know that that really shook me. 
Because I knew if there's this quiet moment in victim experience, something really bad was coming. And that's when it started working on my head the, the most effective way. All right, one more quick question. Let's go right here. Yeah. Uh, Josh, do you plan to go back to more of the solo experiences this year for LA? When do we plan to hear dates about that? And JT, can you tell us about the new addition to the trilogy? Uh, no, I'm sorry, I can't answer any of those questions. <laughs> I personally liked the group experience. Just would that happen. Thank you. It was a lot. Yeah, there were definitely some really interesting. I, I'll cool say things. this: um, you know, blackouts changing uh, and has been changing a lot. Uh, I think you're going to be finding a lot of new mediums, uh, places, and things surrounding the blackout brand, and uh, you'll just basically have to stay tuned. Give me a second. <laughs> I promise I'll, I'll tell you. First of all, I want to thank you guys so much for spending some time with us this afternoon. You guys have fun? Let's see you guys. So I want, to, I want to ask one more closing question. We kind of touched about it, touched on it, but um, so it's it's a new year, a new a new haunt, not haunt, kind of haunt season coming. Um, what is next? What what should victims that have done your experiences? What should they expect? And people that are thinking about maybe I want to try that. What is what is on the immediate horizon for McKinney Manor? Uh, a lot of changes are happening here. We're this November. We've been invited to um, come to New York City, Long Island. We're going to be part of a new haunt called Dystopia. Six nights only. Uh, Mid November. It's going to be you know 18 and above, and that's going to be. Pretty cool. There is a new television series on uh, coming up with McKamey Manor on the Sci-Fi Channel, and uh, we're hoping for good things with that. As long as we can come to grips with how much they'll let me do and how much they won't, but it looks like it's going to be a weekly series, a challenge survival horror type thing. So that's pretty exciting as well. And we're looking for we're looking for contestants as well. So if you're interested, let me know. And then the, the new manor is looking for a new home. So we're, uh, we're going to probably roll out of San Diego and find some user-friendly state that appreciates what we do and doesn't want to burn us to the ground. And uh, so if you're, looking, if you're looking for us to come to your neighborhood, you know, put a good board in, maybe we'll be there. I, I answered this a little bit, but uh, we're going to be, we're working on a lot of new collaborations. Uh, with different people that you guys will be hearing about soon. Uh, there are going to be some new mediums that we're exploring, uh, some new cities and some countries as well. I'm directing a Western right now, a feature film. <laughs> it's called Outlaws and Angels. I, I, I flew out here to do this and I'm going back there and I promised them that I would I would plug the movie, so I hope that's cool. He flew out um, here just to talk to you guys, and then he's flying back. What do you think about that? So, just, so just watch out for Outlaws and Angels. It should be in theaters next year. Um, we got some big stars in it. I can't talk about them yet, but uh, it's going to be an ultra-violent home invasion western. So, As they all are. Yeah. Uh, you know, we uh, this year we're doing Victim Experience 3, uh, and 
some of you don't probably know how it works, but we, we sell five tickets at midnight. Um, you go through one at a time, we spend a few hours at midnight. Um, for only a few nights during the month of October, we only we, we sold like 100 tickets the first year. Every year now we sell like 30 to 40 tickets. Um, so they're on sale now. Um, on victim, go to victimexperience.com, you can get tickets now. And I, I'm not pushing, we always, we always sell out, we don't sell a lot. So if you want to try Victim, um, get your tickets soon. Um, and other than that, we are opening a new, uh, a new attraction at our Freakman Brothers Trilogy of Terror. Um, we open a new attraction, we tear one down, and we open a new one every five years. And uh, the Circus of Horrors, which is uh, one of our oldest, is, is gone. Um, it's been gutted, and, uh, and it's gone. And we're opening a new one in its spot. Nobody knows what it is. Tonight at midnight, it's being announced on our website, but we're gonna announce it here right now. And, uh, and, uh, and social media is gonna grasp onto it before we even announce. So, um, first of all, I'd like to introduce Le Leviathan Ammon. It's our mascot for the new show. As you know, um, some of you who've been to Freakman Brothers know that we like to take classic themes um, that people think are too cheesy or corny and um, do them the Freakling Brothers way. So we're doing a very, very classic Halloween theme this year. Our new show is called Freakling Brothers Coven of Thirteen. Um, we're doing witches. And, um, and, and we're doing witches uh, the right way. Uh, you're not going to see any long green noses and warts. Um, no cats, no, uh, no frogs. Um, this is going to be very, uh, if there's such a thing, realistic black magic, kind of modern witches. Um, and we're very, very proud of it. It's going to be incredibly immersive, incredibly interactive for the first time. We've never done a truly interactive show. Um, so uh, we're trying a lot of new things and we're taking some risks, but it's not, uh, it's not an extreme haunt. Um, it's a haunt for, for adults, but you know, te teenagers and adults. Um, it's going to be scary as hell, but we're not going to cuss at you and we're not going to touch you. So I dare you all to come. And with that, I mean, that kids bring to close to our Extreme Survivor panel. When you head out of the room, New creature from Freakman Brothers will be waiting outside to take pictures with you. Light up social media. You can try and take pictures with him. Although it's gonna be a base of me. Or he's gonna kill you, one of the two. Thank you guys so much. I'm Beth Accomando. Thanks for listening to the KPBS Cinema Junkie podcast about extreme haunts from Scare LA 2015. You can go to my Facebook Cinema Junkie page to check out some of the photos from Scare LA and get a sense of what the convention is all about. If you love Halloween or you want to do your own home haunt, I highly recommend attending this convention next year. As I mentioned before, Cinema Junkie is a brand new podcast, so please go to iTunes and subscribe and give it a rating. You can also find a video of my sissy tour at McKamey Manor, where I got to meet Mary, who's quite a lovely creature. And you can also find a follow-up video about what's happening to McKamey Manor now as they're trying to move out of San Diego and find a new location. Both videos are available at kpbs.org slash cinemajunkie. Thanks again for listening, and hope you come back. <laughs>